another episode of Mackenzie Moments. We are nearing the halfway mark of seven days, seven nights, more skeletons revealed. Where we last left off, our lovely Mackenzie and Azair um, are on the cruise ship and are headed to their amazing vacation. Um, I'm already looking forward to what is in store. Um, I'm going to apologize in advance because these next few recordings, my voice is a little scratchy. Um, I am dealing with some allergies, so um, definitely bear with me through the raspiness and deeper tone as we um, continue our journey. And as we do, get ready to take off on yet another adventure with the lovely Mackenzie. Get comfortable, relax. And let the journey continue. Destination, Nassau, Bahamas. I woke up at 6 a.m. I looked over at Adair. He was in a deep sleep. I brushed the side of his face and gently kissed his cheek before heading to the bathroom. I was trying to hold back my excitement. I couldn't wait to stretch out on the beach. As I showered, I thought about how good it felt rubbing against Adair last night. A few more drinks and I'm for certain we would have gone all the way. Adair and I were acting like teenagers. We both wanted each other badly, but we knew we needed to wait. I wasn't sure when the right time would be, but I knew that it would be magical. As I cleansed my body, I imagined Adair's hands caressing me and molding every curve I had. My fantasy was interrupted when he opened the bathroom door. I quickly turned off the water and exited the shower. What's the rush? I was just about to join you, he said as he pushed me against the sink. I went to reach for the towel, but Adair reached for my hand and pinned it above my head as he kissed me on my neck. I was not sure what to do as I stood there naked against the cold ceramic surface. I placed my nails deep into his back as he continued to kiss me. He went from my neck to my breast. I tried to fight the moans, and I'm sure the resistance showed in my body. He ran his tongue across my nipples, and it felt more magical than the first time. His mouth was warm. His body trembled as the bottom of his teeth grazed my nipple. The more he teased, the more my legs started to tremble. My body was melting with desire to explore all that he had to offer. Take me, I whispered. As he slid his finger inside my vaginal palace, I could feel the juices excreting from me as he slid his finger in and out. My, my moans turned into faint screams just as Adair was removing his pants. The room attendant barged into the room to change the linen. Fuck, Adair shouted as he, stu- as he stuck his head out, of the- out to tell him to come back later. I guess that's why they give you the do not disturb signs to place on the door, I chuckled with them. I used this as my escape. I reached for the soap in my sponge and washed up at the sink. I quickly wrapped myself in the towel and went into the main room while Adair showered. Damn, was I finally mastering self-control, I thought to myself. I was not sure what to wear, so I picked the first swimsuit my hands touch. A white BB bikini with orange and lime lime green stitching, and matching hobo skirt. I started to pack my beach bag with sunscreen, towels, the camera, and all of the beach accessories Adair and I will need for the day. 
I sat on the sofa as he got dressed. I tried not to look over at him. The thought of him made me want to just throw myself at him. Once he was dressed, we headed upstairs for breakfast. We had an hour before we could leave the ship, so we figured we might as well waste some time. As we got in line for breakfast, we spotted Henry and Catherine waving us down. I smiled as I waved back at them as we moved through the line. We found a table for two with a great view of the ocean. Adair and I ate in silence. I think we both were consumed with thoughts of what would have happened had the room attendant not interrupted. So what do you want to do when we get off the ship? He asked, breaking the silence. We have a few, a few hours on Allen, so I thought... So I want to take the water taxi over to Atlantis and maybe visit the aquarium and lay out on the beach. We can shop in the straw market once we return to this side. And by then it will be time to board the ship. I want to eat in the main dining room tonight. So we would need to plan time to shower, change and all of that. I responded. Adair nodded in agreement with my plan. I like a woman who takes charge. He chuckled while clearing our dishes from the table. Adair returned snapping pictures. I smiled and with each click there was an image in my mind of us sharing an intimate experience. That smile is very devilish, he said. Before I could respond, Catherine and Henry were standing at our table. You two have got to be the cutest couple I have seen in a long time, Catherine said as she reached to hug me. As I embraced her, the two men shook hands and greeted each other. Henry, Take the camera and take a picture of them together, Catherine ordered. Adair handed Henry the camera as he reached for me to stand in front of him. We stood by the railing so that we could have the view of the ocean behind us. As we took the picture, we got a lady passing by to take a picture of us four. Catherine made sure she was standing by Adair. Adair and I gave each other the eyes we got in position for the picture. As we were taking the picture, I swear I felt Henry rub against my ass. When I looked at him, he had this silly grin on his face. I hurried up and got back to my seat. Adair was looking at me crazy, but he did not say anything. Well, maybe we can see you later today, Catherine said as they walked away. Adair and I laughed as Henry palmed her ass as they went back inside. That's going to be you when you get older, I said jokingly to him. I filled him in on why I looked so strangely after we took the picture. He laughed so hard he had tears in his eyes. I tossed the napkin that was laying on the table over at him as we listened to the captain welcome us to the Bahamas. He gave us the time we needed to return to the island and instructions on getting off and on the ship. Adair and I both sprung up and headed to the lower level to get our adventure started. As soon as we walked through the docking area, there were natives everywhere. Everyone was selling something. If they weren't trying to get you to take their taxi, they wanted to braid your hair. I was already hip to their schemes from previous trips and learned to look straight ahead and keep on, keep on about my business. Adair and I had our day already planned out and I was not trying to divert from that at all. I had read good things about the aquarium inside of Atlantis and wanted to make sure to see it for myself. We did not hesitate getting in line for the water taxi. I recognized some faces from the ship in line. I also noticed a dear fan club. Once again, I got the third degree look over from the entire group. Adair noticed as well and pulled me into him as we waited for the taxi. We were the next group to get on. Hey there, beautiful, said the driver as he reached out for my hand to help me into, and help, to help me into the water taxi. 
when he realized that Adair and I were together, he gave him the thumbs up sign. Adair did not respond. He took a seat and sat me on his lap. The three women managed to sit next to us. It was hilarious to see how they were racing to get the open seat next to Adair. I rolled my eyes. They all looked a hot as mess with their matching outfits. I stopped dressing like Kelly and Jay when we got to high school. They all had on matching green one-piece bathing suits with the same multicolored print wrap. I was trying to hold back laughter from the hideous sight. Adair knew I was misbehaving. Stop it, he whispered in my ear. I smiled at him and decided to focus my attention on him. I kissed him and I did not care that everyone was watching. Adair did not seem to mind either because he responded back more passionately than ever before. I smiled after we broke apart from each other. I looked over and all three women were glued to us. We were halfway across the water when the, next, the, the one next us decided she wanted to address me. I like your bag, she said, pointing to the beach bag I was carrying. I was polite and said thank you, but quickly turned to take in the scenery. I was not for sparking a conversation with them. I guess the others followed her lead because now they wanted to make small talk. Where are you from, she inquired. Virginia, I answered. That's what's up. I used to live in Virginia. Down in Hampton, she continued. Oh, okay, was my only response back. Oh, my name is Sharon, and that is Cheryl, and that is Tanya, she said as she pointed to her to each woman. I nodded and spoke to each one, but did not volunteer my name or Adair's. I don't know why they were insistent on trying to converse with me. I know my short responses and body language indicated I was not interested. Adair never acknowledged them. He just continued to look out onto the water. I will hear all the jokes later, I'm sure. We pulled up to the dock on the other side just in time. I'm not sure how much more of the random questions I could take. It's not that I am unfriendly, but I cannot stand fake-ass women. They were more interested in Adair, and I figured, and figured sparking small talk with me would be the way in with him. I didn't have time to entertain them. I let them get off first before I stood. Before I stood. You are so mean, Adara said, finally bursting into laughter. I knew you were going to say something, sitting over there like you, were pay- like you weren't paying attention. You and your damn fan club, I said as I slapped his behind. Atlantis was beautiful. I can see why it, it was so expensive to stay there. Everything was trimmed in brass and gold, the floor made of marble. Adair went over to get our tickets to the aquarium as I made small talk with another couple that was standing by. They were on their honeymoon. They were from another cruise ship that had also docked into the Bahamas for the day. Now, why couldn't you be that friendly? Why couldn't you be that friendly on the taxi? Adair said as we got on the elevator taking us down to the aquarium. He was not going to let me live that down at all. I did not respond. The elevator attendant gave us a quick review of how the aquarium was built. A lot of thought had been put into the details. It was not like any aquarium I had visited before. The first area we went to had freestanding cylinder tanks with brightly colored fish. There were so many people it was hard to read the signs to see what type of fish they were. All I know is they were beautiful. I managed to get some really good shots. Adair just stood behind me as I admired the variation of color. We walked through the stingray tunnel. All I could think was, if that glass broke, we would be some dead souls. 
It was amazing to see how they floated in the tank above above us as we walked through. There was a hold up in front of us as people stopped to take pictures. I reached back for Adair's hand as we waited as we waited to continue our journey through the underwater glass tank. As we walked through the hallway heading to the area where the sharks were, there was an area that had schools of sardines floating all around. The color they made all clumped together was beautiful. The opening to the shark area was a sculpture of a shark's mouth. It was so lifelike. I grabbed his hand a little tighter as we walked through. It was dark and the music that played was eerie. Adair laughed as I jumped each time the sharks would swim into the glass. It was like they knew fresh meat was there. I got you, little mama, Adair said as he grabbed me by the waist and pulled me closer to him. Once we exited the shark area, we took the elevator back up to the main floor. There was an area where you could touch some of the fish that, fish that had been seen on the lower level. Adair was laughing because I was not trying to touch anything. I admired from a distance. I snapped a few more pictures of him being brave, touching the various fish they had on display. They were even allowing people to take a picture with a baby tiger shark. There was a certain way you had to hold it. I was not trying to go anywhere near that display. I did not care if it was a baby or not. Adair, of course, was Mr. Macho and went over to hold the shark. Your turn, said the gentleman working the station. I looked at him as if he was crazy. I was all about adventure, but there were some things that just was not happening. And that was one, for one of those things. Adair teased me as we walked over to the beach. As we walked along, I saw his fan club and made sure we did not sit anywhere near them. I saw them look back and follow us down the beach. I placed both our towels down as Adair took off his shirt and shoes. Damn, he was so sexy. Hmm, I mumbled. I know he hurt me because he turned around flexing his chest. I threw the sunblock at him to end his foolishness. You know you like it, he said as he sat down and started to rub me down. I closed my eyes as he rubbed the lotion deep into my skin. He started with my shoulders and worked his way down. He even rubbed the small areas of my ass that were hanging out from my bikini bottom. He ventured down to my thighs. Adair was acting out and it was obvious he wanted to get us back to that point of passion we were sharing earlier. As he rubbed my thighs, he managed to brush his fingers inside the prominence between my legs. After the third touch to my private place, I smacked his hand. Sorry, I did not mean that, he said. He knew exactly what he was doing. I quickly sat up and snatched the suntan lotion from the t- lotion from the towel and rubbed him down as he sat on the towel facing the ocean. I sat behind him and rubbed the lotion across his back. I placed some lotion in my hand and reached to his front to rub it on to rub it in across his chest. He went in back to flex- flexing his muscles as I traced my fingers across his chest. He was such a show off. Once I finished him off, I put on my glasses and stretched out to bask in the sun. Adair walked over to a man along the island selling Bahama Mamas. He came back over with two fresh coconuts coconuts filled with the fruity drink. Unlike the ones on the ship, you could taste every ounce of rum. After drinking the fruity drink, I was hot and went straight for the water. Adair snapped some pictures as the waves crashed up on my feet. As I ventured a little further, he came in to join me. He ran up and picked me high above his head. Don't throw me in there. You will mess my hair up, I screamed. Adair laughed as I squirmed for him to put me down. 
He slowly pulled me down in front of him. Once I was lowered all the way down, he stood there washing up the waves. We stood there washing up the waves in a deep trance. The deeper I gazed into his eyes, the tighter I held onto his waist. My heart began to beat so fast, I thought I was going to explode. Mackenzie, you know I want you so bad, he whispered as he flicked his tongue in my earlobe. I want you too, I whispered back. I don't know what came over us because we both were in our own little world. As I looked around, everything was a mere blur as I reached my hand down his swimming trunks. It was no surprise that he was at full attention. As I firmly placed my hand around his loved soul, he put me up on his waist and walked a little deeper, deeper into the water. I made sure to wrap my legs tightly around him as he took his hand and slid my bikini to the side. He maneuvered himself so that the head of his penis was right there at the opening of my love palace. I did not fight the attempt at all. I placed my arms tighter around his neck and lifted my body so that once I pushed down, I would slide down on his dick. We allowed the waves to maneuver our body, our bodies. As a dare thrusted deeper inside me, I placed my head on his shoulder. I wanted to cry as I took him in. A dare moaned as the waves continued to carry our bodies. After a few more strokes, Adair quickly pulled out to release his excitement. Ugh, Adair grunted as he slowly lowered me. We had ventured out a little too far for my liking, so I climbed on his back as he took us back to land. We both plopped down on the towels, staring off in opposite directions. It all happened so fast, but felt so great. I could only imagine how it would be when they, when we were in the privacy of closed doors and I was able to receive all of him. I was only able to take in half and thought I was about to die. I knew I would have to prepare myself when the time came to go all the way. We had done enough just to calm the urge we both had been fighting. I realized it was getting late and I wanted to grab a few souvenirs from the straw market. I promised my mom and the girls I would get them something from each destination. My mom collected salt and pepper shakers and Jay and Kelly wanted shot glasses. We made it to the loading area for the water taxi just in time. It was a, smart, a much smaller group this time. I sat beside Adair and placed my head on his shoulder. He reached down to grab my hand. To grab my hand. We still had not said much to each other since the episode in the water. Once we reached the other side, we were greeted by a different, group of, a different group of street vendors trying to offer us their services. Again, we declined and headed straight to the straw market. The only thing I disliked about the straw markets was how cramped the space was and they all were reaching for you to get that American money. Adair held my hands tight as we maneuvered through the look, maneuvered through to look at the various vendors. I was into the hand-painted crafts. I thought they were more genuine than the mass-produced tourist items. Adair had that Caribbean accent that he turned on to charm the women, so I allowed him to, to negotiate with the vendors. He knew all the slang and jargon they spoke and was able to get some really good deals. I saw some hand-painted masks I wanted to decorate in my office. The price on them was $100 each, but Adair flashed his muscles and smiled and was able to get them both for the price of one. 
I went to reach for my wallet and he quickly dismissed the money I was handing him and paid for the items for me. I told you when we made this arrangement that your money was no good on this trip. He said in a very stern tone. I did not argue at all and politely slipped my money back into my wallet. I noticed him staring at a leather hand braided bracelet. I was able to distract him enough to purchase it and throw it in my bag. I will make sure to give it to him at a later time. It seemed every vendor in the straw market was smoking marijuana. The smell filled the air. I started getting giddy. I could tell that I was getting a small contact. Adair laughed as he noticed how silly I was becoming. We needed that to break the ice from earlier. You okay, little mama? He asked between laughter. Yes. Just getting a little contact, I responded. Lord, let me get you out of here, Adair said as we headed back to the ship. There was a line of people already checking back in. So we took a seat on a nearby bench. Are you okay? Adair asked, this time in a more serious tone. What do you mean, baby? I asked in return as I stroked his hand that was placed upon my thigh. I mean, after a little episode in the water, it was an awkward moment afterwards. I was so excited to finally get inside. I know I came super fast. Adair, we both know I'm not tripping off that. I have no regrets. It was just the sampling we needed to calm the sexual tension that has been building up between us. I said with assurance. I mean, Mackenzie... I don't want you to think all I want from you is sex. I'm really feeling you. I do not want our first time to be like that. But you are right. We needed that sampling to calm down the tension. That was nothing, he said. I smiled. Adair was so confident. I'm sure whenever we had a chance to fully take it there, it will be a time to be remembered and enjoyed. Self-pleasure. It was hard to refrain from joining Mackenzie in the shower once we returned back to the room. I knew had I gone in there, it would be a repeat of earlier, so I decided it was best I let her shower in peace. I know I was not able to fill her up completely, but the warmth I felt from what I was able to put inside of her made my entire body tingle with pleasure. As I stretched out across the bed, gazing into the ceiling, I felt my manhood rising with each thought of being inside of her. The more I thought about it, the further my hands ventured down my pants. I had no problem masturbating to the thoughts of Mackenzie. Ever since her bridal party, I have fantasized about her. She has been my muse. To me, masturbating was a feeling like no other when no one else is around to satisfy that need. To fulfill that desire, that craving of physical contact, at times, it can be so explosive to the point that it mimics the same feeling of having a partner there. It is a feeling of pure ecstasy because you are the one who is in control of the level of pleasure you release. As I sat there thinking of Mackenzie, thoughts of the way she smelled, the way her lips felt against mine, the touch of her hands and how they caressed my back, and the touch of our bodies pressed against one another created vivid pictures of newfound desires that were hidden deep within. As I lay there caressing my manhood, I was overwhelmed with the resurfacing of hidden emotions and feelings towards her that overcame me at the moment of climax in the water. With each stroke, I was reminded more and more of why I was falling so hard for this woman. From the moment I saw her, I felt a spark between us. She has been my first and last thought from that very day. 
I heard the water shut off in the bathroom, but I was so into my thoughts that it did not dawn on me that she was standing at the foot of the bed watching me. The thought of her watching me turned me on even more. I felt my manhood get firm, firmer the more she looked. As we made direct eye contact, I stroked harder and harder. I did not take my eyes off of her. I gazed deeper into her eyes as I felt myself about to release. Every ounce of energy, strength, and desire I had within me at that moment came out as I exploded all over the place. I had to lay there for a minute to regain my composure. Mackenzie came over and kissed me on the forehead as she thanked me for allowing me to watch the show. Mackenzie looked amazing as we went to dinner. She wore a strapless black dress. She accessorized it with a red and silver studded belt, matching bracelets, long black and red earrings, and some red stiletto pumps. I wore an all-black linen pants set with a pair of black can of cold loafers. I took a glimpse of us in the glass mirror as we were waiting to enter the dining room. We did not make it to dinner the first night, so I was interested in seeing who our table mates were. I was praying on everything I cherished. It was not the triplets. I think if they were our table mates, Mackenzie would have lost her mind. I looked for table 32 as we entered. I looked and saw it was a table for two beside a window. I released a silent sigh of relief as I pulled the chair out for Mackenzie to take a seat. I reached across the table for her hand as we waited for our waiter to come take our orders. Do you think we will ever do you think you will ever love again? I asked her as we continued to wait. Just as she was about to answer, the waiter headed our way. He greeted us with his Russian accent. I ordered us a bottle of wine to get started. Azir, I have been through a lot in life. I have experienced a lot in life, and I know that all things happen for a reason. From all the experience, I try to make the most from it to make me a better me. I have been hurt, as you know, from my recent situation with Milton, but I feel that my true love is out there somewhere. I think everything I have experienced in life is just building me up to really appreciate the right man when he comes along. She responded once the waiter left our table. I appreciated Mackenzie for opening up to me and really sharing her past. She was a strong woman and I admired her strength and determination. Most women would have become bitter and given up on love if they had experienced half of what Mackenzie had encountered in life. I stroked her hand as she spoke. She was so articulate. I could feel the compassion in her voice with each word. Just as I was about to ask her another question, our wine arrived and the waiter took our food orders. Mackenzie chose prime rib, steamed vegetables, and roasted red potatoes. I decided to take the lobster, asparagus, and baked potato. So how do you know you have found true love? I asked out of curiosity. She smiled at my question. My mom always told me that when I really find true love, it will be a feeling that will be indescribable. She says it was one of those feelings you would just know. I would feel, it would feel good in my heart, Mackenzie responded as she took another sip from her glass. I can honestly say I never really felt that with Milton. Don't get me wrong, I love Milton. But he had to grow on me. It was not a true instant connection. Throughout the entire relationship, I had my doubts and noticed an instant change in him once we got engaged. But I blamed that on nerves about getting married, Mackenzie continued. It was like she knew that was going to be my next question. We continued to talk as our dinner arrived. 
I was really getting into her. It was scary that in such short time, I cared more for her than I did for the few women with whom I had serious relationships. I barely wanted to tell her how I felt, but did not want to scare her by being too forward so soon. I knew I would have to at some point, but I wanted to wait for the right time. I needed to fill her out a little bit more as well. What about love at first sight? I continue with my questioning. Anything is possible, as I said before. The heart doesn't lie. I think as humans, we often try to figure out the heart and overanalyze things. Even in light of all the drama surrounding my wedding, I'm still optimistic, she confirmed. That's what I admire about you, Mackenzie. You are determined, and no matter how many stones are cast against you, you maintain such a positive outlook, I responded. It was obvious she was through talking about this subject because she took advantage of short of the short pause to change the subject. So, do you think I'm crazy for inviting you here with me after knowing you for such short time? She fired off at me. I thought I had already answered this question, but I guess now that a few days had actually gone by, she wanted confirmation. I poured us both another glass of wine as I prepared to answer her question. Even with a few days now in on this journey, I don't think you are crazy, Mackenzie. I think you are adventurous. I think you followed what felt right in your heart on all of the decisions you have made up through this point. If I thought you were crazy, trust me, I would not be here. Being here with you really feels right. It feels like we have known each other for way longer than this short time. As you would say, my love, it, felt good. it feels good in my heart, I said as I caressed her hand. She lifted my hand and placed upon it a gentle kiss. After dinner, we took a stroll around the ship to see what was going on later in the night. Tomorrow was a fun day at sea, so we could really enjoy the shops and casino. We stopped into the main auditorium where they were doing karaoke. Catherine and Henry were on the stage singing Fire and Desire. Mackenzie and I immediately burst into laughter. It was glad I was glad we had met the old couple. They were hilarious. The brief moments we did share with them had already proven to be a lot of fun. They were uncensored. We took a seat towards the back near the bar as we enjoyed the entertainment. Once Catherine and Henry were done, they headed straight over to us. They had a table up front and asked us to, jo to join them. To be an older couple, they sure could drink. Before I knew it, Mackenzie and I had drunk four drinks trying to keep up with them. Henry kept the drinks coming. We quickly learned they loved to take pictures and had no problem snatching Mackenzie's camera to snapshot of us. We also managed to get some really nice shots of them. You guys going to get up there, Henry encouraged as we reached out as he reached over to a nearby table to get the songbook. Mackenzie gave me the wink that she was game to perform a song. She was definitely filling her drinks because I could not dare I could not dare see her agreeing to this under any other conditions. But then again, Mackenzie was full of surprises. I selected Bonnie and Clyde by Jay -Z, by Beyonce and Jay Z. It was easy enough to perform, and even if we botched it up, it would still be a lot of fun. Once the announcer called our name, we both went to the stage with no hesitation. Catherine and Henry were cheering us on as we took the stage. Now, aren't you a cute couple, blurted out the announcer as he cued the song up. Mackenzie and I took the microphones and started to rap. Mackenzie was so seductive as she sang her part. She was definitely channeling her inner Beyonce. The crowd loved her as she worked the stage. I caught a glimpse of Catherine snapping away. If I didn't know any better, 
I would have thought we had the real Beyonce and Jay-Z with us tonight, said the announcer as we returned to the seat upon completing our song. We were greeted at the table by high fives from our new friends, Henry and Catherine. Mackenzie and I stayed in the auditorium the remainder of the night drinking and laughing at some of the other brave souls who took the stage. Mackenzie even went up there one last time by herself to sing the Pussycat, the Pussycat Dolls hit, Don't You? I just sat there and adored her as she maneuvered herself across the stage. She exuded sex appeal. Henry elbowed me as he pointed to Mackenzie, working her magic. I could only imagine what creepy thoughts were running through his head. She was the last performer of the night. I looked at my watch and did not realize it was 3 a.m. Time had flown by. I looked at the table and between the four of us, we had consumed well over 30 drinks. I could look in Mackenzie's eyes and see she was drunk by the way she was squinting and rambling on and on. I helped her to her feet as we gave well wishes to our new friends for the night and made our way to our room. Fun day at sea. Last night was so much fun. I loved Adair's openness to doing things outside the ordinary. I was glad we had a day at sea before getting to our next destination. I had the worst headache ever. Adair and I definitely consumed a lot of alcohol fooling around with Henry and Catherine. I took a quick glance at the clock and realized that it was almost 2 p.m. I can't believe we had slept that long. It was clearly a rough night as we both were there in bed with all our clothes still on. I laughed on the inside as I looked over at Adele. Adair. He mumbled something, but I was not sure what it was. I stood there for a moment to see if he was going to repeat himself, but he didn't. He just flipped the pillow over and went back to sleep. I did not want to wake him, so I quietly took a shower and threw on a sundress and headed to the upper level of the ship to grab me something to eat. I needed to put something on my stomach quickly to absorb this alcohol. I ran into Tanya, one of the girls from the threesome, as I was getting into the elevator onto the elevator. I was polite this time and spoke. She smiled and responded in a phony tone. Someone's missing, she said, referring to Adair. Yeah, we had a rough night, I said in a snide tone. The look she gave me made it obvious she took my comment as meaning something sexual. Before she could respond, the doors opened for us to exit. I hurried off and headed to the dining area. I went over to the sandwich shop and was able to get a grilled chicken salad and half of a turkey sandwich. Everyone must have been doing other things on the ship because it was empty in there. I took a seat in the back corner. This was the first time since stepping on the plane that I had a quiet moment to myself. As I took bites of my salad, I did a fast recap of everything that happened in the last 72 hours. Wow was an understatement as the series of events played through my mind. Even as I thought about Jay reading the letter to Milton, I did not second guess my decision. Talking to him confirmed my decision and I'm glad I was able to find out his true character before we were legally bound together. Marriage is so easy to get into, but a long, hard situation to get out of. As I sat there, I began to question if I was really ever in love with Milton. Once I got over the initial shock of him lying and having a child, my heart did not ache an ounce. I did not have the the feeling of emptiness within that I felt when I parted ways with Terrence. I think I was so consumed with making the most out of life and having my chance at love that I grew to love Milton and later accepting his proposal. 
I wonder had I not been so guarded after the entire ordeal with Damien, if I would have even given Milton a chance. Once I got to know him, he offered me a sense of stability, of belonging. It was obvious looking back that Milton could have been just a season. Something I had to go through in life to show me that I was capable of loving and allowing someone to get close to me again. Milton was preparing me for my true knight in shining armor. So for that, I had to be thankful. I continued to analyze a lot of things until Adair, who had snuck up behind me, until Adair, who had snuck up behind me and wrapped me in his arms, startled me. Hey, baby, I see you finally woke up, I said as I greeted him with a kiss on his cheek. Who you sitting back here hiding from, he asked. I smiled as I stuffed more of the salad and sandwich in my mouth. Adair and I sat and talked about last night. We both admired the spirit of Catherine Henry. I hope I had so much. I hope to have as much spunk and charisma about me when I got their age. We talked a few minutes before, before taking a walk around the ship to see what was going on. I had initially thought about getting into the pool, but when I saw all the teens hanging out there, I quickly changed. Quickly had a change of heart. As we left the pool area, Adair went to the bar to get us both vodka and Red Bull. I guess he did not have enough from last night. As I sipped on the drink, I took a look at the activity board. Adair showed interest in a basketball tournament they were having. I agreed to watch for a little bit, but was was not too interested in sitting in the sun watching them run up and down the court. I was being nice, so I agreed to watch for a bit since he was going on about how much he about how much game he had. We ran back to the room so that he could change. I also decided to slip on a swimsuit under my sundress. I might just have to brave the kids and take a deep in the, a dip in the pool. Don't put on anything too sexy, Adair joked as he laced his sneakers. Once we both were ready, we made our way back up to the upper deck. I found a seat in good view of the basketball game. Adair was paired up with two younger gentlemen who looked to be in their early 20s. I had food in my stomach, so I was ready to drink. I winked at Adair as he turned around from making his layup. I could tell he was showing off while trying to keep up with the younger gentleman on his team. The game took a while to get the game took a while to get started. The waiter was taking forever bringing my drink. I was starting to get antsy. I was not sure how long I was going to sit there. He must have sensed my frustration as he came over a few minutes later with two drinks. The other was on the house because he took so long. Apparently there was a mix up at the bar, but I was not going to complain at all. He redeemed himself by bringing the free drink. As some of the other gentlemen talked nearby, I overheard, saying, overheard them saying it was a tournament play. All I could think was that this was going to be a long day. I snapped a picture of Adair as Adair went up for a dunk. His team was winning by six points when the referee signaled for a timeout. He looked so sexy as he held his head back to drink from the sports bottle. I watched as he slowly swallowed the refreshing treat. Something about the way the sun was glistening on his body as the sweat ran down was turning me on. I had to cross my legs from getting too excited. The remainder of the quarters The remainder of the quarters flew by. Adair's team won, 34 to 28 and would have to play again later in the afternoon. Once he's made his way over to the to where I was sitting, I took the towel from his hand and wiped the remaining traces of sweat from his brow. I was not up to looking at another game, but Adair wanted to stick around to see the other teams play. I was going to chalk today up to being the day we did our own thing. 
I took the last sip of my second drink and decided to venture around the cruise ship. As I passed by the pool, I noticed it was still filled with teens. As much as I wanted to get in the water, I did not feel like dealing with the kids. As I walked towards the back of the ship, I noticed a sign that said, Adults Only. I stood there as several thoughts entered my mind. I noticed a young old couple coming from that area. They looked as if they had gotten out of the pool. Hmm, maybe an adult pool? I was curious to find out, so I followed the signs up the stairs. I was greeted by a cruise staff member who needed to stand to scan my cell card. This was their way of verifying I was 21 years old. She handed the card back to me with a smile. The first thing I saw when I walked past her was a pool. Yes, a pool area for the adults, I said to myself. I headed straight to the bar and got me another drink while I scoped out a place to sit. I found a nice spot in the middle of the open area exposed to lots of sun. There were only about five other people in this adult-only area. I guess this was one of those hidden areas they did not publicly advertise. Three men were talking to talking in the pool as I walked to my seat. Another lady was lying on her stomach at the far end of the row at the far end of the row I was on, and another lady appeared to have gotten have just gotten there and was getting her things situated. I placed my drink on the mini table near my chair so that I could adjust it. Once I got situated, I pulled up my sunglasses and began to soak up the sun. I closed my eyes briefly before I was interrupted. You're letting that drink turn to water. Do you mind if I buy you another one? Asked the unfamiliar voice. I opened my eyes slowly to find a nude, older gentleman standing before me. Saying that I was in shock merely did not describe what I felt at the moment. I could not respond at all. I sat up from the lounge chair to get the image of his penis from eye level. I have to give him credit. For an older man, he appeared to be in good shape. He appeared as if he could be mixed, looking at his fair skin and wavy salt and pepper gray hair. He was solid muscle. You could tell that with age, he was losing the six-pack effect, but still was very toned. I'm sorry. Did I startle you? He went on to ask. Judging the expression on my face and my awkward body language. Honestly, yes, you did, I said in a quiver. For some reason, I felt violated. Where in the hell was the warning sign saying you could go bald eagle in this area? This was the last thing I thought when I saw adult only. The gentleman laughed when I responded, even after noticing my discomfort. He did not bother to cover up. So, what about that drink he asked? I will have to take a rain check on that one, I responded as I quickly gathered my things and made a fast escape. As I was rushing down the stairs, I saw Henry coming up the stairs. I was leaving just in time. I would probably puke if I saw Henry naked. I was already looking at him sideways after he touched my ass. I am sure he and Catherine knew all about this upper deck. The more I thought about the older couple, I pictured them being active swingers. The way Catherine was dancing on a day of the first night, the first day on the ship, the way she grazes his arm each time she talks to him, the way Henry winks his eye every time he looks at me, yeah, they're swingers, or at least open to some sort of alternative lifestyle. I laughed to myself.